The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, happy Christmas to all the Pet Buzz listeners, as well as our station executives, our marketing and branding teams, as well as our syndicator and their staff, right? Happy mm-hmm. holidays happy to everybody holidays, who yes. make this show so successful and also make us want to do it week after week. So many people behind the scenes. Right. So many people behind the scenes. And, you know, and, and of course, we can't forget the number one person who pulls the show off every week. That's called Charlotte Reed. No, that's called Hallie. Our assistant. Yes. Our lovely assistant in Alabama. The show would not be as organized and as complete without dearest Hallie. She clearly makes it organized. She does. And uh, we've sent her a very generous Christmas gift because we love her to death. Well, I do anyway. Anyway, additionally, before we get started, we want to remind you guys to tell your holiday guests that uh, you have dogs and cats and they need to be careful about opening doors and windows, as well as their need to supervise their children around your pets and tell them not to give your pets holiday food, snacks, as well as leaving drinks in place within pets reach. Right. Yeah. And as I have discovered, cats love to climb Christmas trees and dogs like to open presents if they're left under the tree. So be careful. Be pet careful. Be pet careful. Yeah. You know, but this, this really, this show is really not about holiday gingers. It's really <laughs> about the end of the year show. And we want to take time to look at the past year and our year ahead. So let's start by honoring the pets that we lost this year. You know, we miss Thames, Hannah, Ty, Hayden just recently. Mm-hmm. And we sympathize with you if you have lost a dog or cat. Or any other pet this year? Yeah, we really do. I mean, I mean, four pets more or less in the last year has really been devastating to our lives. And we know that so many people, when you go on social media, when you go on Facebook, there's always somebody you know or have been associated or acquainted with who has lost a pet and you sympathize uh, with them, their loss and their pain because it is devastating. Even the celebrities who have lost pets in uh, 2021, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's we're all human. We we love our animals so much. And and you know, once they're gone too, the changes that occur after they're gone, our lives are are disrupted some. We were under a certain channel of activity every day, and they're not part of that channel. Yeah. I mean, certain things come up and I find myself thinking about, you know, Hayden or Ty or or somebody will I did a show and uh not such a long time ago and And they started out by saying, you know, Charlotte, we are so sorry for your loss. And we think of Ty because we all loved him here uh, at the CBS uh, Las Vegas station so much. People would come down to take pictures with Ty, you know, and it was the same thing with uh, with with Hayden. Or I think just recently with Hayden. Yeah. That I'm watching football and hate to be disturbed during football. All of a sudden, Hayden is on my lap demanding attention. 
I mean, not a little bit of attention, total attention. And you gave him attention. And I gave it to him. Which is actually interesting because you won't even take <clears throat> your football family's calls doing. Absolutely MSG. not. I mean, it was your ex-wife would call, your kids would text, your sister would text. Yeah. And and your other your two daughters, you just ignore the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But you would take some time out. But not Hayden. Hating. Well, let's 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 talk a little bit about um, the year. I mean, other than a lost pets, like um, how do you think you would summarize this year for yourself, Doc? Or just in ge- things in general? I think I think what was challenging for me was challenging for every other fellow American. Um, You know, we've been we've been challenged with the confusion with covid. Uh, We don't know exactly what's the best way to protect ourselves, how much protection we really need. And all that's had an effect psychologically on our everyday functions um, and decision making. And um, so. It also has a profound effect on, you know, it, we live in the present, but we like to plan for the future. It's been really hard to plan for the future without knowing what constant degree of stability that we may have. I've been extremely busy in the practices and busy in the other other parts of my life, too. And I'm sure that is with everybody else, but it just doesn't seem like I can focus as much as what I would really like to, and I'm hoping next year that will change where I can focus more. I guess for me, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of it all. I mean, you know, people always say I'm one of the busiest people they know. I'm always going here. I'm always doing this. I'm always investigating that. I'm always researching some topic, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of it, of it all. And, you know, it's, it's really funny because, you know, you know this and you're actually surprised. Uh, you know, I used to be a serious news junkie. I mean, we used to have two TVs on at one time mm-hmm. and go from room to room. I just am, you know, I even though I'm doing research for the show, I just need a break sometimes from the political situation that's going on. And I guess, you know, what I look forward to is, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about going to CES in about two weeks. And, you know, now they're having masks in New York. And I'm thinking, you know, CES at the Computer Electronics Show is one of the biggest shows in the country and people come from all over the world for that show. Is it a wise move to go? Well, I miss out. Um, I, you know, I have the opportunity to do a show out in Vegas. You know, is this what it's going to be like? I mean, you know, you just don't know. So I, I guess for me, for the next two weeks, I, I just need to kind of relax a little bit, try to just move forward and make my plans. This is the time that I always make my plans for 2022. I plan out the year in about two or three weeks. And I, I want to kind of start doing that and, and just thinking about, uh, and, you know, doing, and also making, doing what I'm doing, doing the planning, but also making healthy choices. The one thing that I've actually think that in 2021, I have, I've been kinder to folks and I've been kinder to strangers. It's a good thing. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes at me, Dr. Mm -hmm. Fleck. (laughs) Any Mm -hmm. last words, Dr. Fleck? Yep. I just want COVID to end. Everybody else does. I think that what we're expressing is, and we know this, it's no different than all of you pet lovers out there. Mm -hmm. You're all experiencing the same anxiety, same frustration. We are whether you own businesses, work in businesses, work at home, whatever. We know that everybody's feeling that we want it all to get better and it will. 
It will. It will. And thank goodness we have pets. Yes. Thank goodness. goodness we have pets. Well, anyway, on, on that note, uh, I want to wish the president and the first lady good luck with their new pooch. They have a new German shepherd dog. His name is Commander. OK, uh, if you remember, Champ <laughs> died uh, not such yeah. a long time ago. A right. uh, decision was made to rehome major. Remember, he bit a few people yeah, in the White yeah. House. Uh, he went to go live in a quieter environment. Uh, and the new news is a cat's coming in January. They have the cat already. He's been fostering with someone until they have dealt with the major situation. They had veterinarian veterinarians and behaviorists on board with that. And they had picked the cat. And, you know, Jill said that they were getting a new cat. So things are moving along. This new puppy is great. Um, we don't know where he came from. I'm assuming he came from a purebred breeder. He was a gift from uh, President Biden's brother and uh, and sister-in-law. So I think cats in the White House is going to be exciting again. We yes. haven't seen a cat since Sox Clinton. Yeah. So we look forward to some feline hijinks to look forward to. And, you know, I think it's going to be great when we bring Beth Edelman on because she's going to be able to talk about cats in the White House. I hope so. So two things. Number one, you got anything more? Any last words before break? No, but why don't you just review uh, the lineup of guests? Okay. We have a great line of guests for today's show. Helen Woodward's president, Mike Arms, animal policy group and author of Pet Nation, Mark Cushing, and feline behaviorist, our favorite, Beth Edelman, who will be with us after the break. Yeah, so stick around and we'll be back in a flash. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that most dogs suffer from periodontal disease by the time they're three years old? By giving your dog Loving Pets products two sticks, your pet will give you the freshest and mintiest kisses. These multi-purpose treats are made and sourced in the United States, ensuring that you are giving your dog the best and safest option for his enjoyment and his health. Online at shoplp.com. Thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz. With the popular movement to save our environment, our precious beef, and especially our barbecued steaks, may be in line for extinction. According to current biology, cows don't make an effort to restrict their urine to any one particular place. The article also confirms that cow's pee is a greenhouse gas, maybe 300 times more potent than carbon monoxide and 10 times more than methane. So University of Auckland in New Zealand to the rescue. They taught cows to be potty trained and use a latrine instead of the pasture. So in the future, mobile toilets in the pasture might become as visible as windmills. Contain the pee, neutralize the greenhouse gas, and hooray, we keep our stinks. 
everyone. Beth Edelman is back with us. Beth Edelman, as many of you recall, is our favorite feline behaviorist and a regular on the Pet Buzz. She's a dream team member. She's a dream team member. So hi, Beth. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you guys. Okay, so Beth, did you hear that the president and first lady got a new dog and the new cat is coming in early 2022? I'm excited for them to have a a dog and a cat together. Well, do you think it's going to give cat owners hope there's going to be feline (laughs) influence near the seat of American power? I think feline influence is important everywhere. (laughs) Spoken like a true cat lady, right? (laughs) Well, then what advice do you have? to to give them with the new puppy and the new kitty? So I have two pieces of advice for them. The first piece of advice is elevated space is a cat's best friend when there's a puppy marauding around the house, even marauding around the White House. So lots of elevated spaces so the cat can jump up and just get away from the dog anytime they want. So they could actually have, you know, you know, in the little pathway in the rose garden, right? Because cats are going to want to look outside. They should have like a series of cool cat trees, right? Wouldn't that be cool? I think that would be fabulous. And there, you know, there are cat trees now to fit every decor, including White House decor there. It's not all crazy cat lady furniture anymore. You can get really nice things. Mm -hmm. My second piece of advice is to socialize the cat the same way they socialize the dog. Really work on socializing the cat. You know, White House cat is going to be meeting a lot of visitors traveling a lot. And we tend to think of cats as little snowflake animals that have to stay at home. But the truth truth is that if you socialize them carefully, considerately and well, they can be cats about town the same as any other pet. It's true. I mean, I used to take I mean, my cats all started out as show cats where they were very well socialized and very and handled a lot because they were going to shows almost every week and they were always together. Uh, And that's, you know, I think that's why you always say Hayden. You always felt Hayden was more like a dog than a cat, right? Mm, Totally. Yeah. And the Mm. way even he wanted attention was. More so than most dogs. Yeah. He just was. He was demanded. Demanded. I think uh, I think Beth's right on, because as we saw from the problems with Major, who is now rehomed Mm -hmm. and now they have a new puppy. So I think this is a good thing and a great cat. So it'll be nice. It'll be, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, I was, as you know, I watch very many news shows from the left to the right. And I was watching John Berman on CNN today and he goes, why do they have to get a cat? Isn't a dog good enough? (laughs) You know, he's from, from the left, from the right. They'll say the same thing. What's wrong with these people? Don't they realize that pets are the most really important thing? To help focus in our lives. You know what? As, 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 so I mentioned CNN, so I'll mention Fox. They need to be fair and balanced. Right, Beth? <laughs> I agree. And here's the thing. A dog will give you everything that you need from a dog. And a cat will give you everything that you need from a cat. Well put. Yeah, I well think put. that's great. Okay. Well put. So as you know, Beth, this is our end of the year show. So can you summarize 2021 for pet owners? What do you think? What do you think happened? How do you think we handle 2021? Well, I got to say that my uh, behavior consulting business had a lot of business in 2021. And that's because a lot of people adopted pets during the pandemic. And as they started going back to work, their pets had a hard time adjusting to the fact that they weren't home so often. And we saw a variety of behavior problems as a result of that. 
So I think 2021 was a year when a lot of people realized that, that pets don't adjust very easily, the same as we don't adjust very easily to big changes in their lives. And uh, so that's, I think that's something we have to be aware of, is that our pets have needs and their needs is, are as important as our needs. Yeah, I think that's well said. I mean, we, we've seen this. And I, I mean, you know, I've always been home with my pets. So, you know, it's, it's not so new for me. And I've mm-hmm. always treated my comings as goings as a normal part of In other words, day. you don't go to an office every day. You'd I mean, I have of- gone to an office every day. And, you know, when I had my office, in, I mean, we have the studio here, which I don't come to very often. But even when I had my office in downtown Sarasota, because I, you know, other than that, I've worked out of my home in New York and the Hamptons. And, and then, you know, when I moved here. But I mean, I, you know, it's par for the course of my coming and going every single day. I've never made a really big deal out of it. And I think for the most part, I've been lucky that I've had really well adjusted pets. But I make that like you said, Beth, a priority in my life because their needs are important to me. You know, it's raining here in Florida. Uh, We haven't had rain in a long time and they got dressed up in their raincoats and they went out for a walk like they do every day. Just we just they haven't worn a raincoat in probably like, what, five weeks? It's been a long time. Yeah. And then it was pouring. So, you know, they had to go out. That's what we do. We walk. It was raining cats and dogs. I would guess that your dogs looked amazingly fabulous and stylish in their rain gear. I will weigh in on that because I know, Charlotte, you and I have talked about this before. And I, you know, I think where you live in Florida, the climate's nice. There's nothing wrong with the cat going outside, but the cat has to be outside in an enclosed area. Mm-hmm. So a fenced in catio, a, you know, a cat fenced yard, a secure, securely fenced area for the safety of your cat and to be a good neighbor. I totally agree. I mean, I love my cats. I don't want anybody else's cats hanging around near my house, except my own cats. I don't want other people's cats in my house. And this is really, really important. I think it's important to think about cats in the same way you would think about dogs. You wouldn't just open the front door and let your dog out and say, hey, Sparky, come home when it gets dark. You know, that's dangerous and you wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. And the same way you would do with little kids, you wouldn't open the door and let your three-year-old out and say, bye, Timmy, come home later. <laughs> and, you know, you, you have your dog in a fenced backyard. You have your kid out where you can see him and supervise him. And it has to be the same with your cats. You know, it's when you start thinking about the history that you are with people, the, the pet memories, you know, so I guess yeah. I should say. Thanks for the memories, Beth. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You know, mm-hmm. you start thinking about people in your life as measuring lines and things that come up. And and I, and I particularly want to thank you because Beth has always been there for me um, and always offered some great advice, uh, not only about my career and my writing, um, just just to be an active member and part of this show, I think, is uh, has been great. And very great. So. So, Beth, any last comments for 2021? I do. So here's the thing about animals. Animals have this amazing gift that nature has given them, which is that they live in the moment. They don't walk around with a lot of baggage from the past and they don't worry about the future. They live in the moment and nature has given them that gift. And it's something that we can learn from them. So when you stop and pet your animal, be in that moment with them. They're living in that moment. In that moment, there's nothing in the world but you. And you can do the same for them. Well, 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 put. So, and a great way to end this interview. Mm, yes. Right. Right. So. So, Beth, thanks for joining us today and sharing your pet wisdom. 
Thank you so much. Can you share your website with us? Yes. My website is bethedelman.wixsite.com slash cat behavior. And we both wish you health, happiness, and good fortune in 2022. 2022. Thank you. I wish everyone a very, very happy holiday season and a great new year. Just to remind you guys, that was Feline Behaviors and Pet Buzz Dream Team member Buzz Edelman sharing her impressions and predictions for 2022. Up next, founder of the Animal Policy Group and author of Pet Nation, Mark Cushing. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that most dogs suffer from periodontal disease by the time they're three years old? By giving your dog Loving Pets products two sticks, your pet will give you the freshest and mintiest kisses. These multi-purpose treats are made and sourced in the United States, ensuring that you are giving your dog the best and safest option for his enjoyment and his health. Online at shoplp.com. Thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. We'd like to welcome back to the Pet Buzz, Mark Cushing, the founder of the Animal Policy Group and author of the new book, Pet Nation. Hi, Mark. Good morning, all. So we're wrapping up the end of the year, right, Dr. Black? And we're looking forward to 2022. Uh, And you always have so many great answers. And we always have like some knockdown drag outs. That's why we love having Mark here. It gets a little feisty sometimes. Uh, all, all, all with much love. Uh, we I get feisty or, or Charlotte gets feisty. And I think I can... it's, it's, I think it's a combination of both. Right. Doctor. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Okay. Always like challenging information. You know what, but it, it, in a way we're, you know, it's, it's just, everyone has a different opinion. And I think more people need to engage not in a bad way, but in a constructive way. No. And Mark is a leader in this area too. And he provides much guidance to organizations that, have an effect on where we're going. See, he's already, he's already got you. Oh, he's impressed me. I I don't necessarily agree with him on everything. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you know, the funny thing I always find is that people, I think when you're vocal, people always think you're liberal, but that I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think we like to engage and really, you know, talk about these issues so that our viewers can get some food for thought. we've 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 moved into the situation where conservative is now liberal. Well, let's not even get that political. I mean, you and I've had, trust me, Doc and I've had some knockdown drag outs about, I think one of the stupidest fights we had is how many times you should feed a dog. And it went from there (laughs) over the years. Anyway, so, um, you know, Mark, I want to I want to talk to you about 2021 and and of course, 2022. But what do you think were some of the most influential news stories in 2021 and why? So the question is news stories, because there's one story that's not in the news yet. Um, but I think that the 
there were really three. Um, two involved the same company uh, headquartered down your part of the world, namely Chewy. I think Chewy's emergence um, threefold into the teletriage market, into the their Vet Connect program, where they work directly with veterinarians and obviously sent an olive branch to the veterinary community that they weren't trying to compete uh, tooth and, and, and nail, if you will, for every, every veterinary dollar. And their announcement last week of partnering with True Panion Insurance uh-huh. to be able to provide an insurance product. So I, I think, does that calm down all the veterinarian fears about what a Chewy, i.e. what an Amazon type company might do in the veterinary space? I'm sure not. But those are significant steps. And given Chewy's 20 plus million customer base and growing um, clearly going to have an impact, uh, number one. I think that group of stories. The other one was the continued month-to-month, year-on-year gains by veterinary practices, so veterinary revenues. So the financial health of the industry was a consistent theme, Charlotte, all year. D- didn't slow down. Some weeks differed from others, but for the most part, didn't slow down, um, which means there are resources to address problems and that's the next batch of stories, namely the shortages, which are acute and getting worse with lack of veterinarians, lack of vet techs, and shortages of dogs. And it takes money to attack those problems. And I've told the industry, uh, as challenging as the times are, these are the best times financially you've ever seen. And that means there are resources to address more structural type problems. Um, the last thing, which is uh, related to the dog shortage, um, I've had the good fortune this year working with a number of animal welfare and shelter groups and the private sector to try to get them in the same room around the same table and say, can we develop a sustainable breeding program in this country with standards that people can be comfortable with? And we can systematically address the dog shortage, the rapidly increasing price of dogs, which creates the threat of a luxury market instead of a market available to everyone. So, yeah, I think that um, in, in 2020, there was, there were a lot of operational issues with veterinarians in 2021. Some of that was relieved where we didn't have the, the curb service or the concierge. Uh, concierge. And I think that that allowed more abilities for better operation for the, for the veterinarians, better communication with, with the pet owners, better understanding and a lot less anxiety with pet parents in trying to understand what was happening with their pets. So I think that maybe what was made up in the numbers of, of, of patients that were seen in 2021 versus 2020 uh, and why uh, Mark is saying that, that the, that the, the flow of, of in the practice and the income levels were probably maintained as is appropriate. And I think it's going to continue on as long as, as long as we don't let inflation and we don't let high cost of, of medicine overtake it. And, and as Mark says, is this going to become a luxury item for people or is it an every person opportunity to well, have you know, a pet? <laughs> well, you know, I think one thing, one thing to remember, though, is 2020 unique year that it was, was growth on top of 2019 in veterinary revenues. So 2020 with its challenges still was an uptick year, which I think people weren't sure of, you know, in the middle of COVID. And then 2021 went past it. And millennials and Gen Zs, they are not returning pets at near the pace people 
uh, feared and predicted. There is, like everything in the pet world, it's regional specific, it's location specific, so it varies. But, you know, I've, I've talked to shelter leaders across the country fairly often the last month, and, it, and it's not a wave of pets coming back. So, it, it, you know, millennials and Gen Zs are now in their 20s and 30s. And we've talked before, they're going to run the world for 30 years and they're, they're not walking away from pets. So the sustainability of the industry is strong, um, but the supply issues, particularly you, you wonder, Charlotte, what happens when it becomes you know, constant that you cannot get in to see a vet when you want to? That's yeah. part of it. I mean, you know, when you look at the local humane society here and they're so booked up and because Dr. Fleck has discounted clinics, I mean, sometimes they're booked up two and three months in advance. They tell people to go see Dr. Fleck. You'll see what 40, 50 patients on a Saturday. Right. Right. Yeah. That's just you. And how old are you? I mean, you're a senior senior. Excuse me. I don't mean to be <laughs> derogatory, but you're Doc, a senior senior with no Doc. other veterinarian. Charlotte's a lawyer and knows better to raise your age in any context in a public <laughs> broadcast. But we'll we'll talk about that offline. Oh, you know that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know. So when you t- when you start thinking about it, yeah, it it frightens people what they're going to spend. I, I agree. mean, you know, and also there's a lot more discussion about how veterinary and human medicine are starting to mirror each other, whether they're initiatives in animal medicine or whether they're in human medicine. Some of them can be used for both. There are studies that are are finding, you know, similar treatment protocols and care initiatives. Well, you know, Charlotte, this is why Pet Buzz is positioned so well. And, and it's, it's, it's a strong push for people to pay attention. Why? This is all a story about an industry, a sector, a part of the culture that's moved center stage and it's big time. And there's a lot of money involved and a lot of money flowing into it. And guess what? Whenever that happens, Things aren't all pretty. Things aren't all easy, you know, and, and it's it's a lot more fun right now than 20 years ago uh, to be in this industry. But guess what? It's It's got challenges we hadn't seen before. We got a lot of people, though, a lot of smart people working on it, including you two and occasionally me. So, you know, I, I'm optimistic. Mark, I want to tell you, we are very grateful and we're very happy to have you on our show. We enjoy our lively conversation with you. And we want to wish you the best of health, happiness, and wellness in 2022. And, and respect you a great deal. Appreciate it. It's mutual. Happy holidays, folks. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. That was Mark Cushing from the Animal Policy Group and the author of the book Pet Nation. It's, uh, it's great having him on the show. We've got some really, really great people who come on the Pet Buzz. He's really going to be very influential on pet parents having medical care in the future. He's helping direct the medical profession to be very, very involved, concerned, compassionate, and yet at the same time, recognize that it's a business. That's why we have so many great guests on. I mean, Mark is one of them. Yes. Um, And we like to share so many different, so much advice and so many opinions across the board, because at the end of the day, this show really is a platform. It's an informative platform for pet owners and and pet lovers and and pet business people to learn more about the pulse of the industry and what's going on on a week to week basis. Well put. And we're going to be right back. And my mentor and great friend, Mike Arms, will be up next.
Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Brushing your dog's teeth can be expensive, and brushing teeth can be an absolute chore. It's so difficult. And I'm not going to tell you a tale because both are necessary to maintain a dog's healthy mouth. But to supplement my pet's dental care regime, I use Loving Pets products, tooth sticks. These affordable U.S. maiden source dog treats help maintain a clean mouth, fresh breath, and stimulate gums. Online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about Loving Pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. It's interesting when we do this end of the year show, because we always like to get strong thought leaders in the pet industry uh, on the show, especially uh, at this time of the year, Um, because as we reflect, we want to use that wisdom, their, their thoughts and their comments to move forward in 2022. So when I was playing the show, I thought, who better than to have Mike Arms reflect about the state of animal welfare? Yes. Yeah. So, Mike, what tell us about. Review the state of animal welfare in 2021. Well, in 2021, as you know, with the COVID the pandemic, um, we saw some of the smaller organizations go completely out of business. We've had to do more rescue work from places like Texas and Louisiana and New Mexico. We were happy to help those folks, but it's been a very, very, very tough year for some of the smaller organizations around the country. You know, it's funny because a lot of people don't believe people are returning pets to shelters. Is that been a, is that something you've been, I mean, we've talked about this. We've had numerous discussions about this, right, Dr. Fleck? Yes, we have. I haven't seen much of that and I haven't heard realistically much of that. I don't think if we check the stats, it would be any different percentage wise between now and five years ago. That's a very positive sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had different kinds of reports, maybe in different parts of the country where there's been more return versus um, less return. So maybe it's even regionalized. It could be, but you got to remember, and I see a lot of it now, that more and more people are working remotely. So they're home and they're keeping their pets. We know that the crisis of all of these companies 
going out of business or cutting their hours is because so many people are working from home, so there's no reason for them to um, give up that path. And I think a lot of people don't want to give up that path from working from home. I mean, I think it it just makes people, I mean, even though the, you have the stress of the pandemic, I think people like being at home more. And, and also people are starting to change their careers, looking for other opportunities. So having a pet, you know, um, we had interviewed a shelter called Mamco, uh, I guess, uh, what was it called? Moms and Mutts. It's in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And they specific a nice little organization. They deal with um, pregnant pups and uh, uh, pregnant um, uh, mothers and their pups. And they've seen usually they have about 30 returns a year. And they've seen in the last two or three months about 136. And a lot of uh, people who adopted pups said that they were returning them because they want to travel more. And also um, they also said there seemed to be an increase of returns from the Dumb Friends League, which, as you know, is a very large shelter in Colorado. So it could be just a regional thing. But some of the excuses were, you know, obviously we're not ready to have a puppy uh, expense and also people want to travel more. But I also think it, you know, one of the things that Mike has has taught me over the years is that um, and taught the people who work with him is that, you know, you, you're placing this dog in a forever home. So they do a lot of screening at Helen Woodward and they do a lot of informative discussion about the responsibilities before, you know, Mike and his team let dogs or cats go, right, Mike? That's correct. I mean, it's so important. We have an obligation to place those pets in a better place than where they came from. And screening is very important. I do not, and I must emphasize this, I do not like the way things are going in the industry right now, where they're pushing to give away the pets for free and not even questioning the adopters before giving the pets. Just get the pets out of the shelter. That's the new way some of these national organizations And I will fight that every day that I can. That's very appropriate. I'm glad that you would fight that every day, too. You know, we were talking with uh, Mark. Cushing from Mark, the animal Mark policy. Cushing. And he was suggesting that the millennials and I think it's the Z generation, they certainly aren't returning their pets. I just can't understand how somebody that can become emotionally involved with bringing somebody in to be part of your family could cast them back again. It just it's beyond me that they can do that. So I am glad that you're at least recognizing that it's not as bad as what some people think it, it might be. Well, there's two reasons that, that I'm doing that. One, I don't think it's as bad as it could be. People just use whatever the headlines are. If it's allergy, well, I got to give up for the allergy. They just find an excuse. It's the same people over and over. But what concerns me more is when I was speaking at the Animal Law Symposium in Atlanta a few years ago, finding out that some, not many, but some people are getting these free pets they're actually stabbing them, breaking their legs, the bone, so they can take them from veterinarian A to veterinarian B to veterinarian C to get painkillers. When uh-huh. they have enough, they can sell it on the market, they'll get rid of that pet and go get another one, do it all. We have an obligation to protect these pets. You know, one of the things that I, I've been concerned about in the last two years is, and I know you've seen all types of abhorrent situations with dogs, including the one which really inspired you to dedicate your life to animal protection. You know, in the last year and a half, we've seen a rise of dog nappings. 
dogs. Do you think this is going to continue? Are, are we going to start seeing dogs as, you know, certain breeds of dogs as luxury items or status symbols that are, are starting to be used again as a commodity and less as a family member? I do see more and more and read more and more about the pet kidnapping, especially the smaller breeds that are just snatch them and run. And I do think that we're going to see a continued influx of that happening. People need to be made more aware that this is taking place and they need to do a better job of protecting their pets when they're walking them or they're leaving them in the yard. Otherwise, they're going to see this happening. And we're going to see more and more of these so-called toy breeds and everything else. We're going to see a lot more of that increase in sales only because with people staying home, they're afraid that, oh, I can't have a large dog in my apartment. I need to get a smaller breed. So we need to educate them more on, look, if it's a nine-year-old Rottweiler, he doesn't care about the size of the place. He just wants a bed to lay on. So we just have to educate them better. We just, uh, obviously, we saw uh, Lady Gaga's dog get kidnapped and her dog walker shot. Uh, and he was in the hospital for a long period of time. We just had a, a big ring between Orlando uh, and Manatee County where a group of individuals were running into pet stores, stealing, you know, what a smash and grab type thing. But one of the things that happened was there was a, a guy in Orlando. He got his dog. He was walking one night with his dog and people walked up to him, took his dog. And I guess from the six month investigation, they found out what some of these dog nappers are doing, you know, literally cutting out microchips, doing artificial insemination, docking tails, docking ears. It's really horrible, the types of things that they're doing now. And I think people have to be more aware. I mean, what do you do if you have, I mean, at night, if someone comes up to you and wants your dog, I mean, if you, you know, do you have to, you know, I have a concealed weapons permit. Do Am I supposed to, th- and I walk four dogs at one time. So, I mean, do I have to walk around with a gun to protect myself and my dogs? I mean, you know, what, what's it going to come down to? Well, I see more and more, and it's just not with the pets. Uh, we both know this. But the world is changing, and it's changing at such a rapid pace, and it's very hard for us to keep up with it. More and more people are getting, and we see it, we read the news about how many more people are getting weapons and everything else. And in this day and age, those pets are so many people's children. And what would you do if somebody tried to kidnap your child? You would stop them any way you could. And if somebody's going to kidnap your pet, you're going to stop them any way you can. And we're going to see more and more of that. More people find out that this is happening. And if somebody approaches to abduct your pet, you're going to take action. And I respect you for carrying the concealed. I don't want the world to evolve to that situation. No. But we all know that we will do whatever we can to protect our own. Yeah, it's really interesting because in my practice, when people tell me that they take walks with their pets, which we encourage for the health of the pet and the health of them. And I ask them, what are they taking for protection, uh, whether, whether it's another pet or another human comes up to them and challenges them? And most of them tell me that they don't take anything at all. And I strongly recommend that they take something with them to protect against that, whether it be a, a bat or some sort of a 
solid uh, item that they could uh, protect themselves and their pet, maybe some mace. I don't think that's out of the question. I think they need to protect themselves and their pet. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these cases, you know, it's unfortunate. It's like anything else. I mean, you know, whether you first it starts out with people, depending on the neighborhoods, can they have access to jiggle the locks on the door? And then it's then they start going into the going around the house and seeing what people left out. And then, you know, maybe it's um, maybe it's a dog in the yard that they take to try to sell. And I mean, the list goes really it goes on and on and on, except it uh, you know, obviously a pet's not an inanimate object. It's a life that one has to feed and take care of and protect. So, you know, I think it's um, it's good to talk about it. I'm not. A, and, and, and like, look, we're not encouraging everybody out there to go get a gun or get it concealed or go carry a bat. We just want you to recognize that this is an issue. Right, Mike? Of course, and we see more and more, and we we read, we're more educated, but we follow things, and we see the trend is even more children kidnappings going up so they can get ransoms. So if the pet is your child, you're going to see more and more of the kidnappings because they find it easier. The police are not going to get so much involved in a pet kidnapping as they will a child kidnapping. So you have an obligation to step up to the plate your four-legged child. Well, what do you predict for 2022? Well, the scary part about it is if we don't get a handle on COVID and about all the spending, if we don't get a handle on getting people out and getting them back to work and feeling more normal, we're just going to, we're not going to see the results that we want. I'm very blessed that I see my adoptions are increasing because we're marketing properly. We have to change the way we've been thinking for hundreds of years that just because we open our doors that people are just going to come in to adopt rather than go out and buy. So what we have to do is take this time to understand that we have to market our products. Our products are pets. We have to do a better job at marketing them have the people come into our facilities so we can educate them on pet ownership. So in the year to come, 2022, if we don't do a better job about marketing, protecting, and helping our pets, it's not going to be such a fun year. But I think if we do become better at it, I think we pet world will have a better place. Do you think a lot of, I mean, I also think that there's a cultural component to that, and that involves um, spay and neuter too. Would you agree? Totally. Can you explain? Well, because the only way that we're going why are we seeing so many more, like you were talking about a place in Colorado, moms and newborns and everything else. Why are we still seeing that? We have the opportunity now where people are at home and they think, okay, my pet's not going to get pregnant because I have it at home. Well, that's a false way of thinking. We know that if we really encourage people while they're home to take the time out to get their pets spayed and neutered, that we can see a very, very, very increase in the decrease of puppies and kids. And that's what we're, we need to be looking forward to. Our cat recently got out and I, it ended up being, it ended up getting picked up by animal control and at the city shelter. 
And I happened to get in there one morning. I kind of piggybacked by a car that was going in because the shelter didn't open until 10 o'clock. And I managed to get in a little earlier. And there were a lot of folks there uh, exercising dogs. I probably saw six or seven dogs out of how many they have at our local county shelter. And every single dog was a pit bull or a pit bull mix. And, you know, they, one was cuter, just as cute as the other one. And it was unfortunate, you know, the time I was waiting, they didn't get a, a lot of exercise they got out of the cage. But I started thinking about all the other dogs that I was hearing. And some of those dogs just don't make it because they're just at shelters too long. Or we see a lot more stories about dogs who've been in shelters for three, four years at a time who just aren't getting adopted. And it's heartbreaking. And I think that's another reason spay and neuter is so important. Well, I, I couldn't agree. But, you know, we, we do have, a, and we all know this, it's not a secret. We all know that there's a major problem in the continuing breeding of pit bulls. When I started in the industry in the late 60s, you know, working at the ASPCA, it was very rare for me to see a pit bull. I've seen every breed that would come into the facility from collies to cocker spaniels, but very seldom did I see pit bulls. Now, nationwide, you can go into facilities and they're predominantly that sitting there off pit bulls. And then only, you know, the insurance companies make it even that much harder because most insurance companies will take away your homeowner's insurance if they see you have a bully breed. I know because it happened to me. I don't took away my homeowner's insurance because when one of the investigators came to check on a leak, saw that I had a pit in my house. So I got a notice from them that they're canceling my insurance. And that I wrote to them and told them who I was. And I said, we really don't care. We will not insure your home if you have a bully breed. So more people are getting educated to that. So why would they get a bully breed? What we need to do is not hurt the people that own pits. What we need to do, and what this whole industry has to push, is a ban on breeding pit bulls for five years. We're not taking anything away from the ones that are there. We're not taking away from the owners. But we're, what we're doing is putting a ban on more of them coming in until we can figure out what went wrong and how we can do it. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that is interesting. I mean, you know, obviously purebred show people would have a heart attack about that. But I mean, I think um, it's like I said, I think community education is so, so important. And getting out the word, not everybody, you know, has a computer. Uh, and you see it in your practice, too, with certain families because they have limited ability to speak English. They're ha it's harder for them to access the information. And, and of course, the cultural background, too, about just spaying and neutering. They sure they may not in, in the older um, interpretation. Gen right. Yeah. In the older generations. Yeah. They, they have a, a tendency not to want to do that. They feel as though that that shouldn't be done. And. So we have a responsibility and, and to keep educating. Right. And that's true, I think, of some farm dog people as well. I mean, it's not necessarily just pointing at one culture. I want to make no. that clear. But, Mike, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know, I, th I think of you fondly all the time when things come up or issues. I'm like, what would Mike think? How would Mike handle this? You know, because you've been such an influence since the day that I met you. It's been really great. So I wish everyone at Helen Woodward 
and especially you, great, good health and happiness and really good fortune. Helen Woodward is making a difference in the lives of pets and so many shelter workers around the country because Helen Woodward is the shelter of the future. And I can't thank you enough, you and Dr. Fleck, for what you're doing. You're not stopping. You're doing anything that you can to make this a better world for animals. So God bless you, and I thank you so much. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's that time, Dr. Fleck. Oh, my. Such an educational show today, too, for the end of the year. It is. Well, next week, we're going to have a best of show so you can hear some of the best interviews for 2021 on the Pet Buzz. I kind of look forward to listening to that. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. And um, it kind of puts things into perspective. Special thanks to our, our wonderful guests this week, Beth Edelman, Mark Cushing, and Mike Arms. Such great people to have on the show to kind of sum up things that happened in 2021 and also to look forward to what's going to happen in 2022. But, you know, I think we want to take this time to thank you, thank our listeners who listen to the Pet Buzz show week after week. Wouldn't even be necessary for us to do this if you're not going to listen. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, we take this job of ours very seriously. You know, we we joke around with sometimes with our guests, but I mean, we love what we do. We love being here. We love presenting information to you and we're learning with you. Having the opportunity to share our knowledge and the new knowledge that we gain mm-hmm. to help share with them, to make it real possible so that, that that relationship that you have with your pet can be strong and just a bond that should never end. Yeah. And I think that's why we're so excited about our really our new website and you know, changing up our logo to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Pets and their people. Yeah. So when yep. you when you guys come back and look at some of our Zoom interviews and and 2022, we're going to have all new uh, branding material. So it's going to be an exciting new year for the pet buzz. And I hope for you and your pets, too. Happy holidays. And as I always say, peace out and pet love. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere.